Coming to you live from Dorian 5. It's a beautiful planet, everyone is so friendly and peaceful, and although Doomnomatron is on the loose, we're sure the Vindicators won't blow up our planet. In the meantime, this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello everybody, this is Travis. Hello everybody, this is Brandon. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. We're at it again, Brandon. Uh, it's the, the hits keep coming. Yeah, that's right. Like if this was a like a greatest hits, a greatest hits album, this would be like our greatest hits right right here. <laughs> Th- this one particular episode <laughs> would be our greatest hits. Did you have any greatest hits CDs as a kid? Uh, well, I had the uh, Eagles uh, Hell Freezes Over, which oh. wasn't really a greatest hits. It was just more of like the tour album. But yeah. they played most of their greatest hits they they did They're, they only had a few extra songs on there that you know they were all right you know uh you know and then in some covers you know new york minute which was originally performed by just don henley but the eagles you know could... okay well, anyways uh moving anyway on. welcome to this totally not <laughs> eagles centric and way more rick and morty centric that, podcast that's our next show <laughs> is the eagles the eagles the, podcast the, the best part about this is we've like doubled our listenership each week since the uh, show came back so there's a ton of new listeners, and probably you're a new listener, and you're like, what the crap is this? They're not even talking about Rick and Morty. Uh, don't worry, we'll get into plenty of Rick and Morty discussion uh, in just a few moments. But for those of you that are new to the show, or maybe you have been a listener for a long time and have fully assimilated into Unity, uh, there's many ways that you can get in touch with the show. First and foremost, you can hit us up over on Twitter, at Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, we continue to be relatively active on twitter uh if one of us isn't on there if both of us aren't on there what somebody's at least uh keeping up with the tweets yeah somebody uh, if it's not you and it's not me you know hey thank you thank you i don't know positions. who you're giving our passwords out to brandon <laughs> it, it could be any number of people speaking of which uh you can hit us up over on our subreddit uh over at rick and morty podcast.reddit.com uh go check out everything that people are posting about the show or uh, sometimes we have discussions about individual episodes, so make sure that if you're a Reddit user, you head over there. Uh, you can check out our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com slash Rick and Morty podcast. If you are trying to catch up on back episodes or maybe you want to show notes, some of the, uh, some of the other stuff that we do, uh, <laughs> on the side, head over to our website. And of course we get tons of great emails over at Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know if we got one this week, but we get tons of great emails over there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The the only email we got was from Podbean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which we'll which we'll cover uh, over in short outs a little bit later in the show. Uh, if you want to get your very own uh, interdimensional RSS T shirt, much like the one I'm wearing right now, Ooh. then you can head over to our T Public site uh, at apatheticenthusiasm.com/shop. By, by the way, we've... oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, no, I, no, I interrupted. No. That's my bad. No, no, <laughs> I I know what you're about to say, and I want you to say it. I don't, I, I'm actually, no, actually let's, you tell me what I was going to say. Cause now I'm interested. Uh, I think you made a shirt, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, uh, what, that's what I was going to say. You, you ripped off my intellectual property. Uh, <laughs> and I'm guessing probably edited it using your smartphone. Uh, and, and, and made a, another interdimensional RSS shirt. Is no, I know. Well, I didn't use my smartphone, but yeah, so all the rest <laughs> of it is true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're up to like three designs now. Is yeah. that, is that accurate? That is, that is accurate. Yeah. And this, this new shirt is just says interdimensional RSS. I know that 
you know, our faces are pretty are pretty ugly, even in animated form. So if you just, if you like the show and you prefer to keep us faceless, uh, which is you know we both have faces for radio, we we acknowledge that we accept that we we <laughs> we're good. Head over, uh, but head yeah, over to T Public. And if you don't want a shirt from our show from this podcast, there's still tons of really cool Rick and Morty designs over there. You can use our link and buy any of those shirts, and it will still support the podcast. Uh, speaking of supporting the podcast, Brandon. You say we have a, a face for radio, but but some people they just want more. They wanna they wanna <laughs> be able to see us ha- with this this clever banter. Every time I talk about you doing weird interpretive dances while I'm doing like true. reads at the end of the show, what if people could see that for themselves? Well, now there's a way, Brandon. If if you head over to our Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/RickandMortyPod, uh, there are some different levels where you can uh, donate to help support the show and either. Uh, get a video version of the show or maybe even participate in a monthly hangout where we we do a live chat and answer your questions. So if you want to go even beyond just buying a t-shirt and wearing it around your hometown, uh, then (laughs) head over to patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod and you can help us out. All right. That's all the formalities. That's all the, that boring stuff, Brandon. We got, we got some shows to talk about. uh, And I think it's time for semi-pertinent news. There, that that was a weak one. Sorry, sorry, Unity. <laughs> yeah, they, they're not they're all winners. I didn't hate it. I thought I thought it was all right. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Man. Uh, f- first up on the old newsreel here, uh, interdimensional cable three three. You ask <gasps> what? Uh, what's going on with interdimensional cable, Brandon? Oh yeah, so uh, just recently, Starks, Hirsch, Ellerby, and Rian—they uh, they they released over in the comic book world, interdimensional cable three. They're not going to have one this season, you know, on on the on the on the teletubes, but they will have it. And yes, I'm touching my nipples, Travis. They they do have it in comic <laughs> form. Uh, so I I picked it up this week and I I read through it and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. The what it was a little bit. I'll say that it was more parody than the interdimensional cable on television is. Like it was very like, like on Mad Magazine, right? When they're like, "All right, let's make fun of the different types of shows that are on TV." That's how okay, that's, yeah. that's how the comic felt. It was more like that. It wasn't as as random. And and I guess you could say like on TV, the interdimensional cable was very you know there were some parody esque type stuff there. But I Absolutely. think I think it comes off as more absurd on the show than it does on, on in print. But it's still pretty I, good. I, I think one of the things that the show has going for it is the support of voice acting and the fact that you can tell when you are watching the interdimensional cable episodes how improvisational those bits are. So sometimes they'll leave little extra few seconds of the recording where you can yeah. tell things are trailing off or or you can see people stuttering over their words to try and come up with the next thing. Uh, mostly Justin Roiland is the one doing that. But I think that aspect of it and the fact that then you have these crazy animations drawn over that voice acting, uh, I think that gives it a boost. And, and when you're just reading through it, uh, it, it I, I think the comics are at a disadvantage at, at that. But I, I am glad that they, they went forward with it and, and brought a third interdimensional cable into the Rick and Morty Ricksdiverse there. Into the uh, so fold. Yeah, and check it, out paper. Check, check out all those Rick and Morty comics because there's a bunch of great stuff in there. And who knows how long it'll be between seasons three and four? So <laughs> maybe stock up now and and 
you know, you can bide your time or something. Get it back into the fold, but because it, it's it's paper. Because mm, it's folded paper. You're so <laughs> clever, Brandon. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, so. I don't know if this is semi-pertinent, but we we reached out to Dylan over Overly Animated and the folks over at Wisecrack, the Squanch, the the new Rick and Morty podcast that's sweeping the nation and sweeping us out of, you know, the number Our one spot. Our top spot on the on the boards. Uh, uh, but we we reached out to them both uh, separately, not in the same email traffic, uh, just to see about you know combining forces and and doing some some joint stuff. So uh, more to, more to come from that, but. You know, just Rick and Morty podcasts are just—they have gotten such a boost, clearly, because like our list listenership is as like uh, exponentially grown, and <laughs> and I I just I think it's so cool. Like instead of instead of us coming out there and being like, no, we're the number one, we're better than you. Like it's it's so much better for me and you, Travis. I think I'll just say that to go out and actually like combine forces and. And because the show's awesome, and it's good to have more folks. You know, we do, we do this podcast for what maybe an hour every week, um, but there are so many more hours throughout the week where, and there's room for all of the Rick and Morty podcasts. I know I listen to podcasts pretty much all week long. I cycle through a normal playlist, so uh, I'm excited that that there are a lot of Rick and Morty podcasts that are coming up, and uh, maybe give these guys uh, a check out when you're when you're doing your. Your subscriptions yeah. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I don't know. Give them a check uh, out. It's a check out. Uh, some some other news over the weekend here. Uh, X going to give it to you. That's read straight out of your your show notes there, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of a kind of a shitty weekend if if I'm being honest. Uh, up, if, up if, if you're a fact. U.S. listener, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's just just been a lot of uh, crappy stuff on Twitter, and I don't know, like. What what do you want to say about it, Brandon? Because you're the one that typed this out. All all I want to say, uh, I took a screenshot of uh, Dan Guterman and Dan Harmon, um, and like Harmon was was basically saying like boycott the show if you're a piece of shit Nazi. I I don't care. And then Guterman was basically saying well, you stop being misogynistic pieces of shit. So I so I just want to say X gonna give it to you to hell with Nazis and misogynists. That's all. F them. That's all yeah, I'm getting. And I don't want to go too much further into this, but if if you feel like you're not enjoying the season so far, like don't try to find a scapegoat that isn't yourself. Like you know, I, I if you you are in, free to interpret this season how you want, but I'm loving the hell out of this show right now, and I am excited to talk about it. And I don't, you know, I don't. If you really feel bad about the show, like let us know, but we are loving it. So and that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, Travis. That's all that's all the time we're gonna give to Spe- those those POS. Speaking of speaking of your struggles, Brandon, <laughs> uh this this was the first week that Adult Swim did not stream the Rick and Morty episode live to everyone yeah. on adultswim.com. And uh thankfully my wife got kind of bamboozled and <laughs> bought direct TV. So now I have direct access and a DVR and I can watch it whenever I want, but you, you kind of got mixed up in some not so pleasant situations. Tell me a little about that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just me. Like I, there are a lot of folks out there who are like, um, it was streaming on adult swim for free and then they didn't do it this week. There are those. And admittedly, like I watch it 
for free on the, on the watch it for free on the stream as well. But I have I have access to Directv where I can actually watch it stream live, um, and through my my in laws. Thanks, in laws, love you. Shout but, out to the in laws. Uh, but so you can go on like Directv.com and you can go in and like actually like watch it live stream from there. And I was so frustrated because like it was it was really choppy and it was like skipping entire like pieces of dialogue and jokes. Um and so it, like it put me in in a grumpy mood. I was a grumpy cat, you know. Uh other and, and I it, and then on the site itself there was a little bit of trollish behavior going on. <laughs> I I only saw like uh screen caps, but there appeared to be a couple guys doing some really terrible cosplay rick and morty like live reading stuff yeah and a lot of a lot of furious folks over on reddit and uh, on twitter as well just really frustrated with the fact that they couldn't stream the show even people that had legitimate means of streaming it uh weren't able to watch it yeah and i don't know like i've i've been a an advocate for cord cutting for a really long time and i'm all for finding ways to distribute content that do not require supporting cable providers but i don't know adult swim is a cable network cartoon network is you know ingrained in this cable system and i'm sure they have some sort of contractual obligation to maybe be able to show a few episodes but uh not like they may have to like set it up with the cable providers or something like that i don't know i i'm not i don't want to get into the legalese of it i I try i I even tried logging into adultswim.com and like looking for my cable provider that way and it just it just wasn't working, and so uh, eventually Directv's stream did work, and then I was able to watch it. Um, but it, it put me it put me in a, a bad headspace for this episode we're about to talk about. I rewatched now, it and I changed my mind. It, oh, okay, all right. That was that was the question I was going to ask. So, with that in mind, it's time <laughs> for the main thing. <laughs> Main thing, main thing, main thing, main thing, main thing. Is that all right, Brandon? Brandon, <laughs> I want to ask you. I want to ask you a real personal question. Yeah. Uh, the thousands, and and I'm not exaggerating now. Thousands of people <laughs> that listen to you do those songs every week. Do they go through your mind at all when you're when you're coming up with the uh, with the music or? Or do you just let it all? You just clear your mind. You just let it all out there. You know the 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 wonderful thing about this podcast, Travis, is that no matter how many people are listening or how few people are listening, there's only one person I'm trying to impress, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I saw what the look a, on what your a, face. What a what a Rick statement to to start this <laughs> off, man. I saw uh, the look right, on your well, face, guys. I was like, Unity. He, he was like his he brightened up. His, like, I had that Morty smirk, like, oh, yep, he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> totally troll me right now. That's exactly it. Yep. All right. Anyways, uh, we're talking about Vindicators three today. The return of World Ender. Uh, cast of credits: Christian Slater, ooh, Hollywood hunk. I, I always take, I take that line from uh, Family Guy all the time. Ooh, Hollywood <laughs> hunk, Christian Slater. Uh, Maximum Renegade Star Soldier. We have Jillian Jacobs as Supernova. Gillian. Gillian, ooh, Get it right. oh Gillian Jacobs, ooh, gub, ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh. Um, so Gillian Jacobs as Supernova, Lance Reddick, our friend, not well, I mean not our personal friend, but uh, he's from The Wire. Boom, gotta love it. And 
Lost. We we know him from yeah. Lost, don't we, Travis? Yeah. Ghost Train, Alan Rails. Yes. Uh, Logic was in this. He, I forget his character name. Writers. I, he, he played himself. <laughs> uh, writers, uh, Sarah Carbiner and Erica Rosby. Uh, I, I really wanted to find out the right pronunciation of their name. And I'm sure you I, crushed it. I just got I'm sure you did. I, I got so swamped with actual work, and, and <laughs> so I so I feel bad for you, Sarah and Erica, if I butchered your name. Uh, but you're you're awesome. And then directed by friend of the podcast, Mr. Brian Newton. <laughs> All right, Travis. You uh, know what's what... really weird was being able to write to Brian right after the episode and being like, "Hey, really solid episode, great job," and like being like, "Wow." That's weird that I can actually <laughs> tell somebody that worked on the show. Like, I mean, other than just shouting into the void that is Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so plot synopsis. We're going to go over the plot really quick because this is a pretty straightforward Rick and Morty episode. Uh, and we got a lot of other stuff that we want to talk about. So, so what happened in this episode? Uh, Morty cashes in his every 10th adventure ticket uh, to answer the call and rejoin the Vindicators. Uh, we're introduced to a very Marvel-esque cast of characters who seek to destroy Doomnomatron. Did I say yeah, is that? That's right. Yeah, Doomnomatron. That's their big baddie villain. Uh, Rick makes it very clear early on that he doesn't respect the Vindicators. And after a night of blackout drinking, he destroys Doomnomatron by himself, leaving the Vindicators trapped and forced to face Rick's Saw-style death games. <laughs> oh, and then, they're, and then Logic wraps at a banging space party. Banging uh, space party. <laughs> you you wrote you you had the second G in banging. You know, and it has to there needs to be a bangin apostrophe. Bangin. <laughs> yeah, I, I should remove that G. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Uh so so one of the first things that goes on in this episode is uh this is the first time we really see like clear-cut superheroes in the Rick and Morty universe. Yeah. And they spend quite a bit of time kind of breaking down and, and, and knocking those guys down a peg. Uh, what did you think of that aspect of the episode? Uh, I was wondering that this morning about, so they, the, it's Vindicators 3, right? And they make a joke about missing having missed the second one and knowing how long it takes to write for the show. Uh, I wonder if Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't been released yet. And so there's like a like maybe I I don't know if this this is just me uh, postulating but maybe it's like a weird call on uh, we were writing we were writing this episode for Guardians of the Galaxy but then they came out with a second one while we were still in the making of the cartoon. <laughs> while we were still doing this yeah I don't know I I thought it was a cool like inside joke joke on themselves to not only say that they're rejoining the Vindicators which we never saw the <laughs> first encounter with the Vindicators. But then for them to think that they're doing Vindicators 2, and in fact, 2 happened without them, and they're actually in Vindicators 3. But the <laughs> fact that they're not, like, they're actually naming missions, like sequels. Yeah. And I don't know. It was it was really interesting. It totally speaks to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC Cinematic Universe, just the total popularity of superheroes throughout the box office. And I think this is a good opportunity for them to kind of riff on the characters in those movies and some of the situations that they're in in a very Rick and Morty style uh, way of doing it. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, this talk about superheroes? Do you think this was like a a an amalgam amalgamation of DC and Marvel? Right? Because because I mean Supernova, she's not. Uh, you know, that's not a Guardians of the Galaxy esque character. That's more of like like a Teen Titans. 
Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think they they did a pretty good job of of combining DC and Marvel. There's there's clearly you know certain characters that uh, directly are inspired from you know Guardians of the Galaxy or <laughs> yeah. things like that. There's there's a list of names that Morty reads off of the, of the of the heroes that died in Vindicators Two while they weren't there. Yeah, and almost all of them seemed like Suicide Squad characters. So I don't know. It's just like a a little bit of a nod to DC in that regard, and so yeah, I think they did a good job of of making the characters relatable to existing comic book characters, but also not making you feel like direct ripoffs of yeah. any particular character. And that that was that was a joke on the minority superheroes getting killed off too, right? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all like they all had like colors associated with their names or particular like <laughs> uh, you know cultures or things like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's in this in this world in which we live, this actual dimension in which we live, superhero movies being so just in your face all the time. Uh, it's it's always good to have a piece of media, whether it be this show or, or other things, uh, like um, like Super, I think, which was directed by uh, God, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, uh, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, Troman yeah, and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so he he directed a Super with Rain Wilson, and like that was a like kind of takedown of superhero movies. So it's good to have these pieces of media bring us back, bring us back, and be like, look, it, let's make fun of it, and then you can go have fun with them again and shut your brain off. Well, yeah, and it was it was a really interesting thing to have in this world that's been constructed for for Rick and Morty, where where Rick has always sort of been the superhero of the show. And, and while he doesn't conform to certain superhero constructs, he's always been the person that can, uh, you know, science his way out of any situation. And he's able to always save his own skin or save the skin of the, the family members uh, against any kind of evil or, or face any sort of adversity. And now here's Morty who's super excited to be around all these other you know, cookie cutter superheroes and Rick's kind of just in the fold. Uh, I, th- I think, uh, he's referred to as rink, the, the tinkerer of terror or something <laughs> like they give him some sort of superhero sub name as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, he's not into it. He wants to do his own thing and he feels like the whole thing's sort of a waste of time and a self glorifying, you know, crap show. So yeah. James Gunn, by the way, Travis, I know yeah, you, were, uh, you were trying to look it up while I was talking and then you started talking and I took that opportunity to look it up. God, James I went, Gunn. I went a very, I went a very like backwards way of trying to figure it out because I follow James Gunn on Instagram Yeah, and I see his stuff on Instagram all the time. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just open up Instagram and I'll probably find it right away. <laughs> and then I was like, I probably should have just searched guardians of galaxy director and it would have I, anyway. I, I swiped to IMDb, and as soon as I put the IMDb app on, I was like, oh, it's, it's James Gunn. So that's, <laughs> that's all I needed. Um, you know, talking about the, the superheroes, I, it's, it's telling, right, that, that Morty is in this place in, in his life where he's, like, getting dragged with Rick to all these different adventures. And I'll say adventures with quotes nowadays. He's going on all these adventures, but he's just, like, just getting more and more and more cynical. And I think it's something I talked with Brian, actually, about. Uh, on on the interview but you know superheroes is such a like teenage boy type thing right and yeah absolutely and and for for rick to kind of make a point of like making morty grow up in this cynical like f 
F you and to hell with with heroes. And again, use air quotes. Right. I have to say, I have to say, I'm using air quotes because you can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like Pickle Rick and you use the inflection for <laughs> air quotes because you don't have hands. Uh, yeah, and you know, as, as they go on throughout this episode, they they do kind of mock that idea of superheroes being heroic. The the lines of good and evil are sort of blurred throughout this episode. There's actually, I think, a line uh, when they're defusing the neutrino bomb uh, where Morty says something to the effect of, uh, Rick has destroyed everything, the heroes, the villains, and the lines between them. Because we see throughout the course of this episode where, you know, he's he's already destroyed the bad guy. Rick has destroyed the bad guy. So now we're looking at sort of the interplay between these heroes and the faults that are in them and the fact that they're they're not truly good. And as, as we get to the end of the episode, we see that, uh, uh, what's her name? Supernova, Supernova yeah. has just completely turned on even her love of snuggles or, or whatever. She, snuzzles. snuzzles. <laughs> uh, million Ant-Man. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the whole good and evil thing, right? Rick is, he, he tries to, to play himself off as he's just like this, just kind of neutral chaotic presence in, in the universe. Right. But he, he does really, really crappy, crappy things for no reason other than he wants everyone to know that they're not special yet. Uh, you know, conflictingly wise, conflictingly, he, he's the one who sees himself as special. Like he's the only person he sees himself as like the only per- special person. Uh, so yeah. that's it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, and I think it's part of the issue that Rick has with Morty's affection for the vindicators is because it, it kind of feels like Rick is dealing with jealousy throughout the course of this episode. But the fact that Rick sees himself as the most awesome thing, the most awesome guy, like he loves himself so much. Morty should love him that much as well. But Morty is kind of sick of his crap and as we go through this different saw games, you that becomes even more and more clear. Yeah. So I think this is a situation where we see that maybe Morty's kind of over some of what Rick has been doing. And even though he's he's still excited about going on adventures and doing some of these things, he's looking for something more out of it than just he's he's not he's not blindly idolizing Rick. He's and I talked about this at work today with with some folks is in season one, Morty was new to these adventures. So he, he kind of engaged in all of them with this blind eye, this, this unexperienced, like just wonder and, and, or, or complete terror and fear. But now that he's been on so many of these adventures, he's kind of like used to the rhythm of them. Yeah. And so now the adventures themselves aren't necessarily the draw always. And he has issues with the way Rick just kind of deals in these situations. Disabling neutrino bombs, you know, yeah. 40, 40% well, chance and, that it's a, it's a death. <laughs> and, and I want to talk some more about uh, sort of the, the saw games and things like that, but e- in each one, it's not really the, the heroes themselves that solve them. It's Morty. That's being like, Oh, this is a typical Rick move. Look, he, he made all of the, uh, the clues for you guys interchangeable because None of you are special, and <laughs> that's sort of a thing with him. Like it, it kind of always ends up that way. Yeah, and and I, and I and I did list those off, and they are doesn't play well with others. Superpower is also a burden. Uses power responsibly. 
never gives up, tragic origin. Those are those are the five things. Um, yeah, you know he he says they're they're not special. There was a point I wanted to make about maybe not the the saw thing, but um, oh, it's it's about it's about Morty and you know he when we start the episode he's not a vindicator yet. He's just he's just getting uh you know they're just kind of tag-alongs and the vindicators don't really want them there because personality conflicts right right yeah. but then but then uh star renegade he gives morty a vindicator's jacket and makes him a vindicator and then r- right when you know after you find out that rick killed doomnomatron just to set up this these saw games uh star renegade freaks out and he's like you know you're just you're just the whatever he calls morty just basically saying like you're just a kid that we gave a jacket to. There's nothing special about you, and right before uh, Christian Slater dies, before flying into a a meat grinder. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the the point of that is, right after he gets told that he's you know just this throwaway kid, he's the one that solves all the the issues because in a way Rick is his Rick is his arch enemy. Ah, wow. Yeah, yeah, and. And which is interesting because then at the the in the final trial, if you will, when Rick is just kind of throwing stuff against the wall and he's saying like, "Well, maybe Morty is the answer here. Maybe Morty's the one I value more than anything else." Just just looking at what's in the room, just reading the room, right? But that smirk on Morty's face, you know that there's still that that part of Morty that is constantly seeking Rick's approval. And really trying to get past all of the walls that Rick has put up in his own life and try and sort of get through to that, yeah, Rick really does like me and I'm not just this 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 reverse brain wave that that, that blocks out the, the, the Rick waves or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he gets he gets on the you know, he says, I'll hit I'll take that bet and then he goes into the middle of the platform and then you know, he gets on the rocket ship and then he is is cert- taken down into the pit right and we'll get we'll get in more than that into a second but the fact that you know it was all meant for noob noob at the end of it yeah means that like whatever they like why didn't they explode if morty got on there and not noob noob so i don't know if you saw this on twitter um i'll, I'll have to post it out onto uh our feed or, or retweet it or something like that but there was a uh, discussion that took place. Somebody on Twitter actually brought this question up, direct message or um, at responded Dan Harmon and said, why, why did everything work with Morty on there? And Dan Harmon explained in the tweet that there was a line that was cut from the episode where Rick says is supposed to be talking to noob noob and says, you know, I love you all approximately 98 pounds of you. Uh, and that line was supposed to be kind of the trigger showing that Rick set up the trap based on weight. Uh, and so Morty's weight was comparable. And so it passed the test. Um, yeah, that was an issue that I had as well. And, you know, it's getting that explanation sort of helps it a little bit more, but I still feel like Rick would have had a somewhat more sophisticated way <laughs> of determining who exactly was on that platform. Well, well, we've seen pickle Rick episode and you know, he, he just kind of, kind of rigs up whatever contraption he has at the time. <laughs> A syringe attached to scissors and an egg timer. You know, whatever works, whatever you have on hand. <laughs> you know, Rick Blackout Drunk is so much more productive than I am in my, <laughs> like, waking he's, state. He's, he's doing video production work, <laughs> arts and crafts. 
he's uh you know game design like i i couldn't hope to get all of that done in an evening and he did it while completely trash too uh and speaking of of game design so <laughs> there's a big saw aspect of it uh what did you what did you have you have you watched saw so uh fans of apathetic enthusiasm uh will know that i'm not a huge horror fan and no i've not actually watched any of the saw movies uh you can tell me how you feel about that in the comments or over on twitter uh but yeah i i haven't but i'm very well aware of the premise of these movies and uh i've read synopsises and and kind of have a gist through like parodies and things like that what what sort of things go on so it wasn't it wasn't a stretch for me to understand what they were doing it, with the saw stuff yeah i i thought it was that line w- about you know like, oh, Rick, are you sawing them right right now? He's like, no, why would I? No, and and then this Rick on the video is saying like, like I'm in totally that movie, gonna saw you guys. Like in that movie, saw. saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved how many times the writers played with that like blackout drunk Rick versus sober Rick, and how they would contradict each other at times, or or sort of it really showed how they how different he is maybe his subconscious might be versus how he functions on a normal basis so yeah which i tend to think that rick is at least some level of intoxicated all the time <laughs> so i don't i don't know like maybe he finds a sweet spot in there that for optimal performance so th- this was this was confirmed i saw on twitter as well there was that promo a couple months ago where Dan, uh, justin roiland was was doing line readings drunk in the, and taking shots yeah. and stuff like that right yeah and so it was confirmed that that this was the episode that he was doing that with. So my my question, and you don't have the answer, but I'll ask it to you anyways. Is is this like we know that we know that Brian did the interdimensional RS, uh, the first interdimensional RSS episode, right? Sixty minutes. So I wonder interdimensional if cable. He didn't. He, I, sorry, you said sorry. RSS, but uh, <laughs> it's force ha- force habit. Anyways, interdimensional Rick Sixty minutes. He did the first one, and there's that kind of improvisational feel to it. Do you think that there's like, all right, Justin, you keep getting drunk and you just give us random scenarios that you. Uh, I, I can't, I can't say whether or not this is the case, but I love to think that the uh, whole thing with Hawaii, Rick, when he goes, Oh, and all that stuff. And just like, every, and he's, I want to, I want to, I would, I would love for it to turn out that that all be improvised. And he just decided to do one of the videos like with a Hawaii theme. <laughs> and uh you know who knows maybe yeah, that's that's funny uh i have a question about rick number the uh, rick video number two uh was that you know that that meme that scumbag steve or something meme like where the guy the guy has like the weird hat and he just does something oh yeah it's like this just a scumbag meme or whatever yeah that, is i don't what, is that is that supposed to be that do you know i i, I don't, could i don't know for sure yeah whatever i don't know uh but scumbag. while you're we're we're moving into some of our favorite bits about about the episode and one thing that I didn't notice and it makes sense on my first watching of it but when I watched the episode a second time in the background of those videos it it looks like Rick just has a bunch of junk around him but once you realize what that dark ride is at the end for Noob Noob uh you see that it's actually like leftover craft items yeah. from Rick designing that that dark ride. So that at one point there's a giant hand with like rainbow paint that's like cut out of cardboard, 
And in another one, there's like a little monster that he'd cut out. So I love that they'd actually kind of considered that and that while he's doing these videos, he's also working on an elaborate, you know, crafts project uh, for one particular Vindicator. Yeah. Oh, noob, noob. I ha- I have a question. I keep asking you questions you don't have the answers to. Maybe, maybe they're rhetorical or, or discussion <laughs> questions. You know, noob, noob and Mr. Poopy Butthole and Steely, they all kind of, they all kind of look the same. Now I they know, have a very similar appearance, definitely. Yeah. yeah. My question is this. Do you think they're all from the same dimension? Do you think they're from the Poopy Butthole dimension, as is, as is seen in Lil Poopy Superstar? Uh, I mean, if, you, if you're just reading the room, just looking at what's around, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd say, yeah, that's, that's a very good possibility. Uh, I don't think we can say definitively that that's the case, but I think that those characteristics and maybe uh, inflection of their voices and things like that would would lead me to believe that they're at least of a similar race or, or from a similar dimension. Yeah. And, le- and let's and let's throw this out there. Rick has an affinity for Mr. Poopy Butthole. And That's right. You can always count on him. And 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 clearly noob noob. Like he has he has something for these small yellow guys. You know, what is that what does that say about his character, Travis? What do you think? <laughs> I don't I don't think it means anything and I think you should just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Digging. Let's dig. Let's take a hole. Uh, what other what other stray observations you have there, Tarbro? Uh, I I saw that you wrote this down in the show notes as well. But I really love after they wake Rick up uh, and they're going <laughs> through Doomatron's lair, uh, how he kind of just is mocking the whole situation. Yeah. So they're telling him to be super serious, and he's like, "Oh, being serious," and he like makes the like gun fingers with his hands, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, here I go." I also like when he throws out his. I like when he sobers up and he's like, I can't, I can't help if I can't see or whatever, but then just literally throws a little gadget on the ground <laughs> that goes and analyzes the turrets and builds, you know, a countermeasure so that he can just jump out with flair and have the turrets destroy themselves. <laughs> I thought that was a great little bit right there too. <laughs> little bits, little bits. Uh, what did you, what did you think of each room had its own thing? We talked about obviously the, the characteristics of the first one, right? The 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 five uh, inter interchangeable characteristics. What do you think about the the second two rooms? We'll start. We'll start with <laughs> uh, the map room. I thought was interesting because it did dig up those like dark secrets of the Vindicators and the fact that uh, Blackout Drunk Rick had no intention of bringing that out and really just wanted to rant about Israel. Uh, for better or worse, we're not going to get into that. Uh, but and I like the way that they skirted around that and kind of made it made a deal about it. Yeah, um, the defense budget in the United Nations. That's that to me. To me, that's a Dan Harmon thing, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I like that that room sort of uh, you know brought out a dark secret from the Vindicators. I also felt like that was the only instance in the entire episode where Rick was truly at fault for killing one of the Vindicators. Uh, the rest of the time, they sort of caused their own demise or through through infighting ended up killing each other. But that was the only time where it was strictly a Rick trap that just <laughs> squashed rock, uh, Crocobot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's more more crocodile than, than robot. Uh <laughs> The, the 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 third the third room the <laughs> just 
uh the, the basketball the three-pointers yeah <laughs> three- uh, I, don't, I don't know just uh, make <laughs> make five three-pointers in five minutes and make it something about you being selfish uh, about yourself <laughs> so, uh, which is hilarious because he did nothing but it still had like catastrophic effects you know oh <laughs> uh, my god dude million ant-man like he's uh that well he's he's and her because there's a queen them yes yeah. Well, the way he, the way it killed uh, Sam Rails, was I yes, it's like, dark. Yeah, it was <laughs> dark. That was that wasn't even Rick's fault right there. Like that's specifically not his fault, even True. though he got punched in the the, the gut for it. Uh, what, yeah. yeah, even his death is on Rick's hands, according to Supernova. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, of all the, of all the the vindicators, of all the the characters. And the character design critiques. Who was your favorite of all of them? Um, I don't. I think I I really liked uh, from like a pure superhero standpoint. I thought Supernova was was cool the way she could. She had those like things orbiting her that she could then manipulate and use, and then she somehow opened up some sort of interdimensional portal that she was able to take out a bunch of uh, you know defenders of the castle that they were Star infiltrating. Mother. But from like just a, a strict character standpoint, uh, I like million ants. Like I, <laughs> I just think he's, I think he's really very flat personality wise because he is a million ants. But the fact that he can like shape shift and do all these things and somehow has a personality despite him being just a giant pile of ants. Yeah. Uh, even though he looks like doo-doo man or whatever Rick <laughs> referred to him as a uh, turd man, I think is what Rick said at the beginning of the episode. As, as, Ant-Man is my favorite uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe character. Uh, Ant- Million Million Ants was also my my favorite guy, definitely. Yeah, like when yeah. like when they're when they're all getting in like battle poses and then he like turns into this like he turns into like a weird giant like creature with claws. He looks like a tree like ant type thing yeah. or something. Like he's got all these yeah I don't know he's crazy. Bitchin and but also brings up the question like if he's able to shape shift into all of those different things. Why does he like? Why does he just look like a a giant thumb most of the time? Like, why do, why does he build a little bit more definition into that and you know spruce it up a bit? Yeah, I mean, he he looks like me like when I wake up in the morning and haven't been to the gym in six months, which is really me every six really, <laughs> every like, six months. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway. Uh. So then they they all get they all get to the party at the end and they see like everyone's there, man. Everyone. Yeah, there's like just random cameo. Uh, Beth and Summer just show up, like, just to have them in the episode. Like, it, it really wasn't necessary. <laughs> um, but you know they're there. Also, Gearhead's there. Uh, who ends up <laughs> taking the Vindicator's jacket and trying to pick up other gear chicks with it, like <laughs> in the uh, in the post credit scene. Yeah. Um. Even and- MC Haps, MC Haps from the uh, Rick Potion Number Nine episode. He's he's over there in the corner just jamming out to Logic. So heck yeah. And uh, also a another Sam Burns, the Progeria young man who passed away a few years back, was he was in that scene as well. Oh, awesome. They they drew him into that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Lot lots of good little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Uh, I want to ask you because we talked about this in last week's uh, podcast. The the first three episodes of the season have all had this sort of common line where they're first 
you 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 end up hearing about the divorce at the end of the Rick Shank Redemption, and then the next two episodes are directly dealing with the fallout of the divorce and sort of how everybody's dealing with it. And this episode is a complete departure from that. This is what I would almost refer to as a classic Rick and Morty episode where it is a completely standalone episode. Everything is self-contained and you really, you really don't need any other attachment to what's going on in the season to enjoy the episode. What were you excited to see that? Did you find it refreshing or are you, did you feel like it almost doesn't work with the narrative as they're building it? now? Uh, since, since they're getting so serialized this season with the exception of like this, uh, yeah, I mean, in in a lot of shows, uh, like I'll, I'll I'll use Supernatural as an example, <laughs> uh, which I I used to watch a lot, but I don't anymore. But they have like they have their their through line, the the story that they're trying to tell, but then they have just these random episodes in the middle that just tell kind of a self contained story. And right, and I I think I think having those episodes is good. It's it it's good because you're like, okay, let me let me take a breather from all this kind of serious stuff a little bit. Uh, I just, I turn my, turn my brain off, uh, for lack of of a better phrase. Uh, so I know one guy hit me up last night, uh, Robert. And he said, uh, not my brother, not my brother-in-law, but he's like, Oh, there we go. There's a a good episode, true to form. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. I I liked it. Um, it was a little sour. Yeah. But I I think, I I think we're we're still I don't think it's I don't think we're done with the the divorce storyline. And I think the fact that we've gotten a teaser saying that the next episode is a Jerry episode uh and it it is going to be Jerry centric with Rick taking Jerry on a potential adventure. Uh I think it's really going to deal with Jerry's side of the situation and how he's coping with uh the changes that have been going through the Smith and Sanchez household. So yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, personally, I miss Jerry a little bit. Uh, Jerry is not a great individual, but I like him as a character on the show. So I'm excited to see uh, Jerry again and see, see what him and Rick get down to in the next episode. Yeah. I like, I like Jerry's interactions with Rick and vice versa because it's not Rick putting down somebody who is really special. <laughs> I keep saying special, <laughs> right? Like it's not it's not Rick putting down superheroes or blah blah blah. He's like putting down people that we know in our actual right. lives, and we're like, yeah, I wish I could say that to a Jerry that I know. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I think that's our thoughts on the episode. Is there anything else that we missed, Brandon? Before we before we wrap this up, man, I took I took no. a bu- I took a bunch of notes. Ooh, there's all there's all my notes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I don't have any. I don't have anything. Else. <laughs> the, the last the last words in my notes are titty bean and snuzzles. So <laughs> that, no, that's me too. Well, Sam Burns, but also titty bean and snuzzles. Um, <laughs> I I really like the line where a million ants after after Rick guesses that Morty might be the guy, where he's like, "That is a really specific guess." <laughs> like like just because it's it's not it's not one of those things that seems like it's out of nowhere, but the fact that that Rick might have these these deep seated feelings for Morty. Uh, I think I think that's something we've seen before in episodes, and we'll continue to see as the season goes on. Yeah, the the fact. Let me just say that the fact, you know, maybe maybe Rick's joking about it, but the fact that it's even a thought in Rick's mind to say Morty says says something, right? 
Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, it, it's just like they say, kidding on the level, uh, where you know every joke has a, a little bit of truth to it. The fact that you made a joke, you know, there's a little bit about it that is is true to you. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, that's our thoughts on the episode. But Unity, now it's your turn. Hit us up with what you th- what you liked, what you didn't like, maybe where you think we're wrong about our opinions on this episode. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and all of the places where we discuss the show. We want to hear your thoughts, and we will continue to have this conversation online. And now. And now. It's time for listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, thanks to everybody that continues to kind of build a community around this podcast. It's so much fun having people that continue to give us their opinions and, and talk about the show with. Uh, so first off, let's talk about some tweets, some standout tweets from this last week. Yes. First up, we're, we're going to go through these. Dustin Smothers. Uh, hey, Rick and Morty Pod. You guys seen this yet? Dude made a life-sized pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Uh, yeah, I think he built it out of modeling clay and then his girlfriend or significant other, uh, painted it, but did a Rick Tastic. Oh, he didn't it. even do it all himself. Uh, poser. It's, it's, <laughs> it's teamwork, man. You know, they, they, but I, I did respond to Dustin that I would love to see a mass produced version of this. If they did a, a true to scale pickle Rick, like, you know, either just a statue or action figure type thing. That that's a day one purchase. That would that would go right on the desk. Yeah, Funko Pop is is gonna do it. They have to. They yeah, be- I, but I but I don't. I almost I don't want like the Funkoized version of it. I Ooh. want the total like accurate to the show with the detail. So maybe like a kid robot type thing or okay. something. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would love to see that. So yeah, Adult Swim, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, <laughs> make make it happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next up, Chuck Punch. Asked us if we play Pocket Mortys, and I'm on and off again. You, you're on right now. Or? Yeah, I, I've, I've had a few days off. I've, I've been uh, doing some different things, and really just haven't had a, a phone game that I've, I've been killing time with. And so I thought, hey, let me. Maybe it doesn't hurt that they're running Pocket Morty ads at the end of every episode now. So they're adding new Mortys and and new yeah. characters to the game. Uh, but yeah, I've picked it back up. I'm. I have a similar situation that you had where I think I switched phones or something happened. The, the game updated and I lost all my saves. And so I was sort of rebuilding my, my team from square one. Yeah. But uh, slowly but surely I'm getting there and eventually I'll, I'll stray into multiplayer if, if I, if I build a decent team or something, I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, Mike Harris uh, in the, is chef Mike. As, as we call him, the Szechuan that's Sauce right. King. The Sauce Boss. The Sauce Boss. He says, I have a goofy last name that's pronounced Harris. Silly Polish CZ at the end. That wasn't that wasn't ours, uh, but... But you but just felt it was important to, yeah. to call that out. I just I just thought it was super important. Yeah, uh, he's he's interacted with us a bit here. And uh, yeah, he, he's awesome. Sauce Boss. Uh, last up, Omar. That's all I put in the show notes. And you'll see why here in a minute. Omar is on is on Twitter. Emails none. <laughs> Facebook. Omar. Okay. Hey, Omar. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to interact and shout out to Omar, who is on Facebook and Twitter. And we had a little conversation about uh, interdimensional social media. Where like, is this Omar? You're on Twitter now. Um, and so, it's weird because most of our Facebook is just a clone of everything we do on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So for someone to kind of bridge that gap. 
uh, I don't know. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can think of, you know, in a way you can think of social media as interdimensional communication. Like what, what if, <laughs> what if social media is like, it's just us communicating with a different dimension. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, somebody should write a script. Spec script. You're, you're blowing my mind, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, uh, I want to call you out on this next one because you were, you are making a joke. Uh, you posted something on our Facebook about, uh, wishing that we had an intern to help manage our social media and make this podcast happen because it, uh, it takes work. It takes work to make the show every week to, to put a script together, things like that, which is why everyone should go head over to patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod and, and, and show your support. Uh, but yeah, so you said it'd be cool to have an intern as a joke, <laughs> yeah. but the response was a little bit flattering. Yeah, it was, it was flattering. Thank you for calling me out, uh, <laughs> uh to the, to the folks who responded to us in message. Thank you so much for offering. It's, it's so nice. <laughs> it was, a, it was, a, it was a joke, but Hey, Maybe maybe we'll make this. You know, every joke is steeped in truth, as I just <laughs> mentioned. So you know, we'll see. Thanks, thanks for reaching out. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Reddit. No, no direct questions from Reddit this week, but uh, still some good posts out there. And I, I think we're gonna we'll post this episode a uh, link to the the podcast over on our subreddit, and then we can kind of get into the comments of that post and talk about this episode. So. Uh, I think we just broke 200 uh, subscribers on the subreddit, so thanks hey. to everybody that is continuing to hang out over there. All right. Uh, and then we got reviews, a uh, whole bunch of reviews this week. Yeah, a whole bunch of reviews. First up from Podbean, and I didn't grab the name. Sorry. Very cool. Keep making more. Done. That's an easy one. You got it. Can do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Levi Monstapaws. Ooh, Levi Monstapaws. Uh, Mentions that they never miss an episode. Thank you very much for that. I have a, I have a question for Levi Monstapaws. Is that like when like a female monster hits around like age fifty? They go through a monstapaws. <laughs> is that a is that a thing? Oh, uh, that's that's the bad joke of the episode right there. <laughs> uh, next up, saucy fan says these guys are the squanchiest. Can't say that. Oh, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's how I would say it, but you know. You, what your squanch is is maybe different from what my squanch is, uh, but keep up the good squanch, and I think can't, I think we will. I think we will. <laughs> can't say that. Brad G three one two. No one at his work will take his suggestion and watch R and M. So listening to us is great. Hey, you know what, Brad G three one two, you're great for listening to us, and yeah, really, really just, not even just being there alive in this world without fascism is just so great. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I I recommend. As you listen to the, each episode, just anytime we put we post a rhetorical question to Unity, just vocally respond out loud. <laughs> no one will think you're weird. No one will judge you in any way, shape, or form. Not a single Thank you, Brad, person. for the excellent review. <laughs> uh, and, and if you have maybe failed to leave a review for this podcast yet, uh, we don't blame you. I know everybody has busy lives. But now is your opportunity. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Give the show a five-star review. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, that's cool. Head over to Podbean or Stitcher or whatever your podcatcher of choosing is and leave a review. It really helps us to continue to move up in the rankings and it gets the show out in front of new listeners. So thank you to everybody that continues to review the show and support the show. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. We did it another episode once again. Brandon, in the thank you so much. Thanks for, for putting up with me. 
No, no, no problem, Travis. And th- again, thank you everyone for listening. Also, if you go to our Patreon and you see you see things there that you don't like or whatever, you know, let us know. Let us give us some suggestions. We're we're open to them. Um, and uh, yeah, if you if you work with me or work with Travis, just let just let you know, you know, Omar and Ozzy, don't don't send me money. Uh, don't give us your money. I'm telling you not to because we're not allowed to take your money. So <laughs> just, I mean, just don't throw it out there. Okay, that's all. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week, uh, when Brandon will be in sunny California instead of sunny Hawaii, and we will be talking about a very Jerry-centric episode. Uh, until that time, I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.